0: The Bazaar is a podcast that deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find offensive or upsetting. The Bazaar is not recommended for any listeners under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is strongly advised. I think the worst people actively choose to procreate. Welcome to The Bazaar. I would just like to say, if I ever make the decision to have children in the future, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear a diaper at all times. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because that's I'm already making a power statement by being pregnant. I'm going to make another power statement by also wearing adult diapers. You're welcome. Well, I'm pretty
1: sure a lot of women do that because uh, bladder, like say. your bladder, gets all like weird, and a lot of people talk about how even after you get pregnant, you get leaky.
0: <laughs> you know what? Adopt. Just save yourself
1: please adopt yeah adopt, adopt don't. instead you know the whole like pet thing adopt don't shop well it's adopt please don't reproduce <laughs>
0: Adopt, don't get pregnant
1: especially if you're stupid or you're going <laughs> to leave a store uh you're going to leave a store looking at the uh, the uh employees saying I'll pray for you god you know i hope
0: how my favorite murder has like uh, stay sexy don't get murdered as like a catchphrase i yeah. should be like if you're stupid don't get pregnant
1: please don't reproduce
0: please don't reproduce stupid please people should reproduce. not reproduce Raises i don't even it doesn't even need to reproduce.
1: be stupid people just please don't reproduce we don't
0: need any more humans <laughs> we're okay us. right now we're okay yeah. there's there's so 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 many there's so many oh my gosh welcome back to a very what are we today i i feel tired i gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna take it by what the bull by the horns is that what mm-hmm. that is yes i'm feeling tired i'm gonna own that how are you feeling
1: I don't know if that's the correct use of that phrase, but like I understood it.
0: When have I ever used a phrase correctly <laughs> on the show? The answer is never.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, I'm trying to help.
0: I I'm I haven't. I'm not going to start now. Fair enough. Um, um,
1: I am fine. I'm very tired. Fine. I'm fine. I'm um, fine. I'm excited that it's getting warmer. Oh yeah. And I think that's about it.
0: (laughs) That's literally all my conversations have been lately. People are like, it's warm. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) Canadians are getting out of their, like, seasonal depression as well. Like, it's warm. Everyone put on shorts. It's 10 outside.
1: I found out that uh, they added restaurant workers to the second phase of the vaccine. So that means that come, I think, like, mid-April, I should be valid to get the vaccine, which I'm very excited about. Um, Everyone should get the vaccine. If they don't, they're dumb.
0: If if you've lived on Queens campus, you shouldn't be worried about what's in the vaccine. If you've ever gone to the spot stages or alehouse, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine. Nope. You're fine. You're covered. Actually if you've ever lived in Ontario, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine.
1: Ever eaten a McDonald's burger?
0: actually the vaccine is already in you no i'm not gonna spread that but (laughs) chemically is there much of a difference between a big mac and the moderna vaccine
1: all you can eat uh all you can eat buffets don't worry about the vaccine ever
0: been to the mandarin
1: um topical ever eaten cinnamon toast crunch don't have to worry about the vaccine
0: What's topical about Cinnamon Toast Crunch?
1: Might have to worry about shellfish allergies though. You haven't heard?
0: I haven't heard. That's like my favorite type of cereal. I haven't had it oh. since maybe first year of university. But wait, what what is Alicia? Cinnamon Toast Crunch canceled? What what did I miss?
1: A man found shrimp tails in his box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What? No. He found shrimp tails what? and then and then posted about it, and ca- cinnamon toast Crunch gaslit him, saying that it was just rolled up like uh, condensed bits of brown sugar, to which he said, "No, these are these are uh, they're cinnamon-encrusted shrimp tails." And no. then no no, no hold no. on to your hats." He finds a piece of string, and these strange little black dots baked in to the cereal, and then dental floss, all in this bag. Um, everyone, it's hypothesized that basically, like a, it's a rat issue, and like the rat burrowed in the, like, supply and, like, put all of this shit in it. Um, want to know the worst part? Uh-huh. He ate an entire bowl before. <sighs>
0: <knew>. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry for people to hear me <laughs> gag. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm, uh, uh, I'm not okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, she just, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need to drink some water. I am unwell hearing that. Oh my god. Well, that's ruined cinnamon toast crunch for me. Um, uh-huh.
1: It's upsetting because, you know, cinnamon toast crunch is like the like the cereal that I would choose t- to eat. I,
0: I oh, I, I don't, don't really know how their eat first cereal? approach was to gaslight him instead of being like Right?
1: I can't believe Cinnamon Toast Crunch is out here gaslighting people.
0: They're abusing <sighs> people cinnamon toast Cruncher is a bunch of abusers just a bunch of gaslighting abusers Mm -hmm. are you sure are you sure
1: are you sure those are shrimp tails
0: are you sure it's like well you know if you're holding it up to your face pretty pretty fucking sure it just
1: literally like listen i can stomach most graphic depictions of violence i can stomach a lot of things that makes me so queasy
0: i did not blink i did not blink During the film Midsummer, When there was some very graphic violence. I did not blink. Okay. But show me that. I am viscerally ill. Mm -hmm. It's something about food for me. That's just.
1: I think the part that like. I think it'd be like. Oh that's gross. But the fact that he ate one. That's what like, makes it for me. Yeah. That's what makes it. The fact it's, that he like, or no, he didn't eat one, but he ate an entire bowl of the cereal before realizing. Fuck. Like that would, I wouldn't be able to, basically he called poison control because he uh, he thought, like he thought maybe the black specks and like pieces of little black, like Absolutely things not. in the cereal might be rat poop. And he called them um, and they go, well, within, if, it, if you didn't just, rat poop you should be feeling flu-like symptoms within the next couple of days so uh
0: just sit tight
1: uh basically
0: i excuse me absolutely <sighs> not um i have a funny quick story i know this is like 23 minutes into the podcast episode but i'm gonna tell us really quickly it's kind of related not really it's about dead animals and not uh-huh. realizing we are dead animals okay so long story short parents and i are on a family trip california we're gone this obviously very pre-covid i was a kid Uh My grandmother is stopping into our house to check over a few things, and uh, we get back from the trip. My mom goes into the front room upstairs, the top level of the house, and screams because there's a dead bat on the floor. Spread out wings, dead bat. My dad comes, cleans it up, and we have dinner the following night, and my mom says to my grandmother, you were here. Did you not notice a dead bat? And my grandma goes, oh, yeah, I noticed that you left out some Halloween decorations in the front room. My mom says, what? So apparently my gran held up the dead bat to her face, inspected it, squeezed it, thought it was a rubber decoration, put it back down. And then what does she do? Doesn't wash her hands, anything. Goes and makes herself a tea and eats some cookies.
1: (laughs) She got a rabies vaccine, right? You're no. supposed to no one took her to the hospital nothing no literally the first anything the first thing they say <laughs> when you come into contact with a bat like even if it just lightly brushes you they're like get a vaccine she now She didn't know and we came back like a week later so it had been like a week of
0: her not knowing she had touched a bat squeezed it and held it to her face and then proceeded to eat afterwards without <laughs> washing her hands you're welcome, everybody.
1: <laughs> Morgan, Still not you, as bad as the shrimp tails. Like not, that's bad, but. but
0: it's not as bad, but it's 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 pretty gross. It's the same kind of gross and Morgan's met my grandmother, so you could just picture that sweet little Scottish old lady.
1: You uh, did. We met at graduation. Oh no! Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. You did. You met Nancy at graduation. Oh my god. Okay. What do you What do you have for us today? I can't stop smiling just because I keep thinking about her holding up a dead bat to her face. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Ooh, my face hurts. That shouldn't be bringing you joy, Alicia.
0: It brings <laughs> me immense joy. Also, just because nobody gave a fuck about getting her a rabies vaccination yeah. after.
1: Oh my god, that's so ridiculous.
0: You're welcome. That's my family. Ridiculous and dysfunctional.
1: I love it. Alright, for today, of all days, the 69th episode, um, I thought we would talk about something both murdery and culty, maybe?
0: Really? Um, A little bit of both? A little bit
1: of both. Um, Of course... Uh, I will start this off with a question.
0: I love your questions. (laughs) I live for them, one might say. Alicia. Fuck yeah, Morgan.
1: (laughs) You're... (laughs) You're pale and ice cold. No! (laughs) You look 17, but how long have you been 17? I fucking hope I don't look 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you?
0: Morgan, I'm so glad you asked this question. Um, I am sleep deprived and depressed. Thank you so much.
1: You know what? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Cool. Yeah. cool, cool,
0: cool, uh, cool but cool. a vampire. A vampire. That oh, is a, thank you. That is, a, that is a quote from Twilight. I know yes. well. Uh, um, I know well.
1: I I quoted it often at age nine through fourteen. Um, what are you
0: talking about? I still quote it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That shit's uh, poetry. Bello, where you been, Loka? <laughs> oh my
0: god! Have you seen the TikTok account that, like has made T-shirts?
1: That yeah. Just says, where have you been, Loca? Oh man! It makes me so upset. <laughs> um. So, on the topic of vampires, um. I have found uh, in, in doing much research, really digging the deep parts of the web and searching the exact phrase cool true crime stories, and coming <laughs> across an article titled 10 Bizarre Crime Stories. <laughs> I've gotten this to one point of them? <laughs> where we're
0: like, hmm, I need something I haven't heard of before.
1: Well, I just, it's like some days, some some weeks inspiration strikes right away um, yeah. and I come across something that's like, yes, that I will do that. And then some weeks I just need a little bit of like a push and I just need to look through random articles and see if there's something that like piques my interest. Um, and boy, howdy did this, pique my interest. Uh, today... We are going to be talking about
0: your cat. What is going
1: on? My cat launching itself <laughs> off of my uh, off of my dresser. Um, we uh. are going to be talking about Michael, or sorry, not Michael. Ah. Uh. <laughs>
0: Back that shit up.
1: Back it up. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about Marcus Wesson.
0: I have never heard of this before. Or I don't know. Um, I don't recognize the name. Um, but it sounds like any white guy who went to Queens. Not gonna lie. Yeah. It yeah. sounds it sounds like any any white man who went to our alma mater, who, I'll, I'll- who possibly lived like right in the middle of like the student housing area for homecoming.
1: Oddly enough, not a white man, for once. Shocked.
0: Shocked. Shocked. I was picturing like a backwards baseball cap, go to Muskoka on the weekends, crack a cold one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, but let's, let's get into this, shall we? I think I just started. I just just want
0: to know, I just want, I just want to know how this ties into Twilight. Was he an extra (laughs) in the movie?
1: God, I wish. (laughs) Um, Where
0: where is this going?
1: All right, so there is... Alicia, there's nothing unusual about believing in monsters as a child. Uh, Right, right. But chances are you eventually stopped asking your parents to check under your bed. Or you get a dog like I did. That's true. I mean, at some point, most children stop believing the boogeyman is waiting in the closet for them to drift off to sleep. But anyone like you and I, who read true crime stories, can tell you without hesitation that monsters are real. Uh, they don't present with horns or a tail unless they have some weird fetish. Um, <laughs> unless they're a furry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we often don't recognize them for what they are until it's too late, and yet they move amongst us every day. The monsters, they are here. Um, On March 12th, 2004, a monster would emerge from the shadows, a self-proclaimed vampire god, clothing soaked with blood. But who was he? And what events led to this massacre?
0: I don't know. Can you fucking tell me? (laughs) Because I don't like where this is going.
1: (laughs) So the answer you receive on who this man is and what really happened uh, depends solely on who you ask. Um, One of Marcus Wesson's sisters sees just a young boy who loved animals and who she felt had a natural gift for healing. Their mother related a story when she told her son a dog was caring uh, a dog he was caring for couldn't possibly survive. yet Marcus appeared to intuitively know what to do for the animal, nursing it back from the brink of death. And Wesson's children all say he was a loving father involved in every aspect of their life.
0: Okay, where's the where's the big butt? And I don't mean like his giant ass. I mean like where is where's, the,
1: <laughs> where's like, the butt? Yeah,
0: where like but he.
1: In contrast, police and prosecutors were will more likely than tell you that Wesson is evil incarnate. Any love that Marcus Wesson bestowed upon his children was tainted by perversion. How, then, did Marcus Wesson, accused of these horrific atrocities, develop from the kind, nurturing young man his sibling and mother remembered? Let's begin with a little more backstory. So, uh, Marcus, also uh, called Marcus DeLon Wesson... I was really hoping you'd say Marky Mark.
0: I was I was really hoping that's where you were going with that sentence, and I'm disappointed.
1: Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Thank Um, you so much. Was born on August twenty second, nineteen forty six. So we've got. He's old. Yes. That is. But also, these murders happened in two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: fair. Is that Um, the year Shrek came out? Is that pre or post Shrek?
1: Nineteen forty (laughs) six. No. 2004. I think Shark came out in 2003. Um, I
0: just need to, that's how we mark the years now, yep. pre or post-Shrek. Fair enough. That's, that's how I mark the years.
1: Um, so this man was born in Kansas. Uh, his father was Benjamin Wesson, who was reportedly a violent and abusive alcoholic. And Carrie Wesson, who was a religious fanatic, according to her son. Uh, Wesson would live a relatively uneventful life until he became obsessed with religion but uh, not just any religion it was a, something that oftentimes starts cults out a religion of his own making no
0: no that's <laughs> never a
1: good thing uh, this is something that obviously most of us would label a cult, um, a cult. honestly that you could cult. you could label any any religion a cult but that's none of my business nets <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wesson stated Jesus Christ was a vampire and then proclaimed himself to be, at times, Jesus himself. And at other times, just straight up God.
0: (laughs) I keep thinking back to the Dr. Phil episode where someone believed that they were Eminem's daughter. Like, that is the equivalent to me.
1: Your Haley?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That is the equivalent. Okay, or there was like a catfish episode where someone thought they were dating Chris Brown. Um, that's the equivalent. These are all the same kind of people for me.
1: Yeah, the only thing I can think of when I think about Dr. Phil anymore is uh, that clip of him going, you're ugly, you're stupid, you should kill yourself. (laughs) You're a (laughs) dirtbag. Love Dr. Phil. I think he, uh, what a guy. What a guy. Um, so, um... Wesson declared himself to be a vampire god, and although he could twist the scriptures in the Bible to reflect his teachings, before long he was writing his own version that reflected his strange beliefs. So his favorite game to play as a child was a preacher leading his flock, uh, where he could be the center of attention, Uh, and that childhood game never stopped for Wesson. It merely grew more and more bizarre as he uh, grew up. The Seventh-day Adventist beliefs he had been raised upon would be combined with Wesson's personal beliefs in polygamy and incest.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> I can promise you Jesus, if Jesus exists, I feel like that wouldn't have been his jam, Okay. I feel like he was a really chill guy who just wanted to make water into wine, which I really vibe with. I feel yeah. like we're really overcomplicating what Jesus wants, other than a nice fish dinner and some mm. good red wine. Like, I just, can we stop the false rhetoric, let Jesus live yep. as he would have
1: liked? Um. So, uh, he believed that he and his family were like vampires, but different because they had souls. Debatable, debatable content. Um, whereas vampires were prevented from moving around in daylight because they were soulless. I didn't realize that. That was the lore. So,
0: sorry, the lore is that vampires cannot come out during the sunlight because they have no soul? Yeah. Well, neither does my ex, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he also goes outside. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but um. <Ba-dum-ts. laughs>
0: I'm here all night, thank you. <laughs>
1: um, so, Wesson was an unimpressive student, not even earning enough credits to graduate from high school. So, oh, no. high school dropout. Uh, while he was allowed to participate in his class's graduation exercises, Wesson never received a diploma. Uh, by most recollections, Wesson was a quiet individual, often fading into the background. Similarly, childhood acquaintances say he never allowed himself to be pressured by classmates to try drugs or alcohol, so, like, pretty strong constitution, which is nice, I guess. Um, Despite Wesson's size, he was usually more inclined to be bullied rather than bully anyone himself. Uh, His peers recall it was his appearance, not his academics, that made him stand out. While other students dressed in jeans and t-shirts, Wesson wore dress pants and button-up shirts with a tie. Classic, like, quiet kid in class, though, right? <laughs> they come in and they're always just... Always
0: the quiet ones.
1: Yeah, they're, like, full, su- full suit, but they don't talk to anyone. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's always <laughs> the like, kid with the black leather trench coat sitting in the back corner, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It 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 usually is.
1: Oh, you're quiet because you think you're better than everyone else. Like you're know. quiet
0: because you think Jesus is a vampire. Like I, <laughs>
1: that's a problem, Morgan. <laughs> um, so the thing is, is that no one, not even his mother, could see any resemblance between the quiet young man with the um, crew cut who loved electric trains. <laughs> fucking hilarious i love trains he
0: slowly, <laughs> he's slowly is just grabbing my ex-boyfriend he, he didn't have um, a crew up but he loved oh no he loves trains
1: <laughs> loves her, oh god he loves oh, trains <laughs> i
0: need a drink okay
1: sorry continue. um <laughs> uh no one could see the resemblance between this uh electric train lover to the 300-pound dreadlocked monster with the world, with the world was introduced to in 2004. Could it really be true that the man who was once an orderly and ambulance, an orderly and ambulance driver in the army, might be guilty of the multiple murders he stood charged with? What made him go from saving lives to taking them?
0: Dun 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 dun. <laughs>
1: Been watching too much Law and Order.
0: <laughs> I I'm on season three of The center I've just binged it, so I nice. I understand. Here we are.
1: So, um, a little bit more backstory about him, um, and why he might be a little bit fucked in the head. Um, so <laughs>
0: tell us it, how you really feel.
1: <laughs> uh, it is alleged that Wesson's father had molested him and his siblings. Um, And on the witness stand, Wesson's sister didn't come right out and confirm this, but she did state that when their father was drinking, he was much more inclined to hug and kiss them. The children knew the best way to avoid unwanted physical affection with their father, Benjamin, uh, was to hide until he sobered up. In fact, a childhood friend of Wesson's testified that Benjamin had once offered to pay him $50 in exchange for oral sex. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's pretty uh, cheap.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's I love how that's my first thought. Like, no, don't do it. My first thought is, ah, you could be. Cheap. Hey,
1: you think I'm not cheap? <laughs> like
0: you're worth more than that.
1: <laughs> Come on, you're
0: worth more than that.
1: Someone offers you fifty for a blowjob, you at least raise ask them for another. 100. Yeah, I was supposed to say raise them another. At 50.
0: least a hundred. Wow. Okay. Um, Life lessons with Morgan and Alicia.
1: Oh, Christ. hey sex work is not a crime however unwanted sex work
0: is being forced crime. into
1: sex work crime
0: also only taking 50 dollars for a blowjob should be a crime you you were worth more than that yes
1: um come on it's a business thing
0: <laughs> yeah just that's just smart business like guys come on
1: um so here's where it gets even funkier wesson's father would eventually run off with a male cousin with whom he was having an affair
0: Good for him.
1: The incestuous affair seemed to have gone on for a decade before Wesson's father then reappeared to take on his paternal duties once again, as if nothing happened. Just
0: a slight gay incestuous moment.
1: (laughs) Perhaps uh, this is where Wesson got the idea that it was somehow okay to carry on sexual relations with your own family and that fathers had special ways of loving their children. Disgusting, uh, disgusting, disgusting. Nope. Um, It is unknown just how much Wesson's mother, Carrie, knew about the abuse and incest her husband pe- perpetrated upon his children. Uh, likewise for Elizabeth, whom Wesson would marry and start a family with, she went on, uh, his mother went on to n- deny that she knew anything about um, Wesson touching the girls or about taking them as his wives and lovers even with resounding evidence that clearly shows otherwise more than one time it was alleged at trial that elizabeth had walked in to find one of the girls performing oral sex on her husband she firmly denies this ever occurred she also said she had never suspected wesson was the father of her daughters and nieces babies we will get into
0: so wait let's backtrack a little bit because the entirety of his family was like he's such a good guy we love him so much
1: Mm -hmm. yep uh so is it possible that over a decade of incest resulting in multiple children could go on under the same roof without anyone suspecting it if you believe elizabeth wesson and even some of her sons the answer is yes It is difficult to imagine that in the small spaces the large family occupied, secrets that dark could be kept for so many years. Uh, Events on the 20th century, on the 20th century? Hello? Uh, Events in the 20th century would teach us that when family members...
0: Sorry, I don't know what what Leia was... (laughs) Leia got upset hearing that
1: when family members are under a strong psychological hold as seen within other families, such as the Manson family or the branch uh, Davidians and members of Jonestown, perhaps it is simply a self-survival technique to believe that you do what you're told no matter what. So March 12th, 2004, officers are called to hello. There we go. Uh, Hades. (laughs) Hades. <laughs> Officers are called to a scene on West Hammond Avenue in Fresno, California. It's always California. These cults are always in California. They're just fricking drawn to it. It's like California. It's fucking like Texas. It's anyway. Um, so this is where a heated argument over custody is breaking out. Once there, officers speak to Ruby Ortiz and Sofina Solor- Solor- Solorio, there we go, you got uh, it. along with some family members who are with them. They are worried to the point of panic, claiming their children are being held captive inside the rundown office building. They are adamant that the man inside, their uncle, Marcus Wesson, is going to hurt their children. So the police knock on the door to speak with Wesson and try to resolve the issue. A, it's described in the article as a Titanic man, with graying dreadlocks down to his waist. Answers, unlike the clearly upset woman inside, Wesson is calm and cooperative. Uh, he sorry, I meant outside, not inside. Uh, he agrees to turn over the children but wants to tell them goodbye first. He asks the officers to wait and returns inside, closing the door. Neighbors will later later say they heard gunshots, but the police deny hearing anything. Of course. Without, <laughs> they never know. <nothing>. Um, <laughs> they never
0: know anything, which is uh, ironic.
1: <laughs> yeah. Without a warrant or any indication that there is a safety issue, despite Ortiz and uh, Solo Rio's claims, the police don't have the authority to enter the Wesson house. Um, I find this very interesting because Wesson is uh like a black man. So the fact that they actually followed the rules here shocking. truly shocking. Um, truly
0: shocking. Because this never happens. Mm-mm. Um
1: But um so they don't have the authority to enter the Wesson house, so they don't. And they wait. After nearly an hour and a half, Wesson walks out the front door and his clothes are covered in blood as he surrenders to the arresting officers other officers rush inside the house inside despite the sunny afternoon the building is dark and silent against one wall several coffins are stacked up then they enter the back room and inside covered in blood is a pile of bodies some of which are children and each had been shot through the eye (laughs) <laughs> because they were in such a tangle, it would take many hours before the police could even determine how many victims there were, and it would be several days before they were all identified.
0: How have I never heard of this before?
1: Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Sabrina, which is spelled in the most bizarre way I've ever seen the name Sabrina spelled: S E B H R E N A H. Sabrina. <laughs> um, we have Sabrina Wesson, age 25, Elizabeth Wesson, age 17, uh, Illabel Wesson, age 8, Aviv Wesson, age 7, Jonathan Wesson, age 7, Sidonia Wesson, age 2, Marche Wesson, age 2, Ethan Wesson, age 4, and Java Wesson, age 1. Uh, in trying to determine next of kin, the coroner had DNA testing done on all the victims. When the results came back, the true extent of Marcus Wesson's depravity was finally revealed. Marcus Wesson, it seemed, always wanted to be a spiritual leader.
0: Oh God, yeah, they always do. There's always some man who thinks that they can chat with Jesus on the weekends. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so a little bit more about uh i don't know where i was going with that sentence
0: (laughs) do we ever know where we're going with our sentences on this podcast
1: yeah um we're uh just uh a little bit more background on like his children and uh, everything that happened with that before we get into what actually happened um so he uh after leaving the military um like I said before, when he was a medic and ambulance driver, uh, he moved to San Jose, California, where he met Rosemary Maturina, a woman, 13 years his senior, who had eight children from previous relationships. Holy crap, ma'am! <laughs> uh, that's Marcus, a soccer team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's a softball that's team.
0: That's a, that's a softball team. You have one for each base,
1: <laughs> um, and then some. <laughs> So uh, Marcus seemed eager to take on the big family since he believed they needed a shepherd to guide them. The two soon had a son together, and at one point, one of Materina's older daughters, also named Rosemary, who was struggling with drug addiction, dropped off her seven children, bringing the number of children in the household up to 16. So not only did this woman have eight children, she had a daughter who then had seven children, and they all just came together. <laughs> um so
0: that is an army of children that is
1: um uh-huh
0: i'm gonna reiterate what you uh, said at the beginning you can skip the whole procreation thing
1: it's okay. uh-huh. yeah this oh, is right. really who knew it was gonna tie wow. in as well <laughs> This um, is a big circle here's where it gets even worse uh it was Materina's eight-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, that Marcus was most fixated on. He claimed that God had told him that Elizabeth was his wife, and he held a home, he held a home marriage ceremony to the child, to the eight-year-old child. <laughs> uh, he then took her out of school to begin personally teaching her. And when because Elizabeth she's
0: a child.
1: And when Elizabeth was 12, he began sexually assaulting her.
0: I I hate men.
1: Shockingly, Torina's reaction to this was not to protect her daughter. Instead, she merely insisted that they wait until Elizabeth was of legal age, which at the time was 15, to get married.
0: There's something so wrong with With that woman equally as much as him i mm-hmm. I am deeply distressed uh,
1: but at fourteen, Elizabeth became pregnant with Marcus's baby, and the two were wed as soon as she was of legal age to marry. Marcus would then go on to father ten more children with her before she reached the age of twenty six e
0: that poor that ah. ah, mm-hmm. ah, ah. Mm-hmm.
1: I have mm-hmm, such mm-hmm, unkind mm-hmm.
0: things to say. Um, yep. That it would just uh, be a string of swear words. So I am instead going to sit here in my discomfort.
1: <laughs> so I'm. You're probably wondering why Majorina didn't protect her children from Marcus. That's but her one obedience, of many
0: thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Oh hi
1: hey Pluto. Um. But her obedience was most likely the result of her profound fear, brainwashing, or both. Um, After all Marcus's idea of shepherding the family was to rule over them with an iron fist. He even made his family refer to him as master and Lord. Uh, He was said to be a, an abuser beating the women and children with electrical cords, baseball bats, and his fists for the slightest transgressions. Um, One son, Serafino recounted being beaten for 30 days straight for the crime of stealing a spoonful of peanut butter. Um, Because he believed the world was full of sin, he isolated the family and forbade them to have any contact with outsiders, and all the children were homeschooled. Uh, I fucking hate homeschooling.
0: (laughs) I've never been homeschooled, thank God, because I love my parents, but they're so fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Um, once when Sophina tried to leave, he stabbed her in the chest. One of his daughters, he stabbed her in the chest. He also moved them around a lot once they lived in a rusted out tugboat with no electricity or running water, where he would actually keep the entire family below deck. That so that like they wouldn't be seen.
0: This sounds like an HGTV episode of like, redecorate this houseboat. <laughs> we live on
1: a town. Ta- we live on a dog boat. Redecorate with us. That's yeah.
0: honestly what I was thinking. I was like, well, you
1: know. Yeah. Um, when he would go to shore, he made the women row his raft like gallery slaves. And then for the better part of 12 years. God. Yeah. For the better part of 12 years, they lived in an old army tent.
0: How big is this tent? Because that's quite a few people to put in one tent.
1: I know. How big is the tent? I don't know. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, Oh. hold on.
0: Oh. (laughs) There you go.
1: Alrighty. Uh, They even lived in a school bus for a while, moving up and down the California coast before finally purchasing the old office building on Hammond Avenue. Uh, Daily life inside the Wesson household followed the playbook of every authoritarian cult. Each day, three times a day, Marcus got to play preacher in real life, subjecting the family to hours-long Bible studies that were based on his own uh, hodgepodge of religious beliefs, including that he was God and that Jesus Christ was a vampire. (sighs) I mean, Um,
0: anything's possible, I guess, in 2021. I say sarcastically.
1: Uh, unsurprisingly he was fascinated by and felt kinship with fellow cult leader david koresh uh during the 1993 siege of the compound in waco uh and if none of y'all know what that is you should watch the tv show waco that is not
0: someone you want to compare yourself
1: to no uh marcus was glued to the tv watching uh the siege he told his family this ma- Was my calendar.
0: That was the scariest thing I've. As Morgan's mid sentence suddenly just goes flying by her screen. I don't. I think I peed a little. <laughs> I just saw my life flash before my eyes. <sighs> oh, so we're good. Huh. We're uh-huh. fine. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, God. It's all part of the uh, ambiance
0: uh
1: yeah absolutely that's what i was gonna say um so (laughs) unsurprisingly yeah fascinated by uh david koresh and he told his family this man is just like me he's making children for the lord and like david koresh marcus had a deep hatred of law enforcement surprise surprise he even mandated Yep, he even mandated a suicide pack if any government official ever tried to take the children away or split the family up. The mothers were to kill their children and then themselves. Uh, He held monthly family meetings to discuss the details of this plan. So it is hard to kind of like explain how completely Marcus controlled every aspect of his family lives. Uh, The women and girls were especially subjugated, obviously always, They had to wear dresses, Uh, they had to dress in long skirts and headscarves and walk behind him and remain silent in public. They were forbidden to talk with men under punishment of beating. Even their own brothers and cousins were segregated away from them, lest they develop sexual feelings for other men. Their lives were filled with unending labor. They were responsible for taking care of the children as well as all the cleaning and cooking, And even when there was no running water or electricity, uh, they were also expected to wait on Marcus' hand and foot, washing his massive dreadlocks and even scratching his armpits. Such a weird...
0: Why the armpits? I don't know. So many Um, questions.
1: (laughs) Uh, In such poverty, food was scarce, and the children said they often had only rice to eat and would dig in dumpsters for food. Uh, Marcus meanwhile dined on fast food enough that by the time he was arrested he weighed nearly 300 pounds and was so wide they needed three sets of handcuffs.
0: Oh my God, can you imagine that guy walking out towards you?
1: That's why they said Titanic.
0: <laughs> I was gonna be like if he tries to fight me, I'm gonna die yeah just the sheer mass of him like he he was also quite tall, was he not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... And to
0: be honest, if I was walking into that scenario, I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I don't think I want to be a cop. I'm okay, actually. I don't... Fine. I'm going to tap this one I would actually. I'm, I'm good. These people seem... <laughs> I'm yeah. <gonna> walk away. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you about your day. <laughs>
1: uh, so, as soon as the girls in his family, including his nieces and daughters, reached the age of about eight, Marcus began, began what he called loving... Um, which I'm not going to go into detail of because you know, but he would basically marry each of them in his own ceremony where the girl would put a hand on the Bible and Marcus would lay his hand over hers while they recited marriage vows. Um, and then he would give a gold wedding band to the girl that would, that would then be worn as a necklace. He would go on to father seven more children by his nieces and daughters. Um, and this was mandatory in his beliefs. Um, basically thinking that he was perfection and that him reproducing meant more perfection.
0: No, only I am perfection. Yep. We all know that Morgan verified it.
1: Yeah. Um, so most of, uh, most of the members of this family, uh, thought that this was just the way of life. They didn't know any different, but two of his nieces, Ruby Ortiz and Sofina Solario, wanted out. Um, and Marcus eventually agreed that they could go, but only if they left their children, Jonathan and Aviv, behind. Desperate to escape, they agreed. But oh. as they adjusted, yeah, as they adjusted to the world outside of Marcus's tight control, they started to understand what he did to them and what he was still doing to the rest of the family. So on March 12, 2004, they gathered several relatives for support and went back to the Wesson family home to rescue their children. Uh, who were now at the time both seven years old. That was when the shouting match broke out, Marcus remaining calm, but refusing to let Ruby or Sophina come inside the house to get their children. And the women of the household shouted at them, calling them Judas, whores and bitches, and commanding them to bow down to your master. Honestly, I would love for someone to call me Judas.
0: I'd be like, yeah, I got it right. That's me.
1: <laughs> Start blasting Lady Gaga's Judas. Like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> this is Bob.
0: Yeah. Um... Like that's the difference between really straight people and really queer people.
1: Yeah. So as for <laughs> oh god, <laughs> to vary that. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, I want to be Judas. Are you kidding you tell tell me, bitch? Call me Judas. Bite me. Let's go. <laughs> um. So as for Ruby and Sophina, they knew that they had to get their children out of the house immediately, and they were fully aware of the suicide pact that the family had made. Yet when police arrived, they ignored the woman's pleas that he was going to hurt the children as well as one of Marcus's sons, telling him that his father owned a gun. Their warnings weren't considered enough evidence of a threat to the children's safety for them to force entry to the house. Can you imagine? Like we know that this man is going to kill these children, and they're like, "Eh." (laughs) "We'll just wait it out.
0: (laughs) We'll see what happens."
1: Um, When the shots rang out, the police said they didn't hear them, although many neighbors, including those still inside their homes, did. The case was considered the worst mass murder in Fresno history, and the officers who encountered the bloody pile of children's bodies were so traumatized that they had to seek counseling. When Marcus Wesson appeared to the stand trial a year later, uh, he was a different man entirely, the man who once ruled over his family like a tyrant was in shackles. Once he was a large, intimidating man, now without a harem of women to cater to his every whim, he had dropped nearly half his weight. His dreadlocks, once past his waist, were now cut short. He was charged with nine counts of first-degree murder and 14 counts of molestation and rape, and as members of his family testified, many of whom were still loyal to him, the jury came to learn of the horrors that Marcus had inflicted on his family. His defense was to claim that he didn't kill anyone, that Sabrina had actually pulled the trigger, murdering the children and herself. The evidence was inconclusive, and there were no prints on the gun, but her, uh, there were no prints on the gun, but uh, her DNA. Her body was on top of all of the others in the murder weapon, a... 22 ruger mk2 which i don't know what that is but that is but yeah was found underneath her however it's not known if she lay if she had if she was laying where she had fell or she was placed there and the same could be said about the gun the gunshot wound in her head was inconclusive as well while consistent with the self-inflicted wound a shot at close range couldn't be ruled out either um, Ruby and Sophina's testimony showed that Marcus had complete control over the family and that he had commanded them to commit this act. If the police ever tried to interfere having Sabrina kill the children, then herself would fit his pattern of having a woman do all the hard work while he walks away huh. on. Yep. Yeah. On the other hand, family annihilators usually kill their families, then attempt to blame the crime on the mother. In the end, it doesn't matter to the jury who actually pulled the trigger, Marcus Weston, w- Wesson whoops, was found guilty on all accounts, and on June 27, 2005, he was sentenced to 102 years for the rape and molestation charges. For murder of his children and grandchildren, he received the death penalty. He was sent to San Quentin Prison, the nation's largest death row. There he would be in the company of such infamous m- murderers as Rodney Alcala, Charles Nung. Richard Davis and Scott Peterson. In March of this year, California government Gavin Newsom signed a mortuary, mortuary. Whoa, mort- you good there? <laughs> mortuarium. <laughs> she got it. She got it. You got it. On the death penalty, sparing Marcus Wesson's life. Thankfully, however, he will never be el- el- eligible for parole. Elizabeth and the surviving children, now grown, have come to see how brainwashed they had been and how delusional, psychotic, and narcissistic Marcus was. In 2010, they broke their media silence and spoke to reporters at ABC News, and they've all tried to heal and move on with their lives as best they can, um, and none of them uh, want to have contact with Marcus any longer. But that is the story of Marcus Wesson, and the Wesson family vampire cult murder, whatever you want to call it. That is so messed up. I couldn't find enough information about what exactly he thought made him a vampire. Like, that's what I really yeah, want to know, you know?
0: what I want to know, like, not that I give a shit about this person, like, what a scum of the earth, but also... I'm interested in the lore just a little bit yeah what's
1: your what's the wesson family lore like, like what, what do you drink blood or because
0: i heard nothing that gave me the sense that they were vampires do you know what i'm saying like, yeah i heard nothing that i was like okay here's how they got to the vampire thing i didn't hear of any like i was expecting like not that i was disappointed it's awful like i'm not reading yeah. this but like i was expecting them to like, oh yeah they drink blood they did like the vampire thing they all wore black slept in coffins oh, no. yeah exactly Oh, my God. Did Stephanie Meyer ever comment on this? No?
1: Probably not. She was a Mormon. She probably didn't believe it.
0: True, 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 true. And then wrote a weird, okay. I'm so mind-blown that I've never heard of this before. That is truly terrifying. Yep. My God, wow. Happy 69th episode. Nothing says 69th episode like...
1: Vampire. vampire cult.
0: <laughs> 69 episodes later, Morgan and I, we've lost our minds and we're fully into vampire cults. So that's where we're at. <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone.
1: Happy Friday. Don't
0: procreate and and don't become a vampire.